0: Welcome in to 2 for One Drafts. Austin Gill here, the host of 2 for 1 Drafts, a Rookies and Draft Prospects podcast today, the Bonus Listener Mailbag. We're continuing to answer your mailbag questions on a bonus episode every single week. Make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and drop your question in there if you want your question answered on the podcast. Without further ado, let's get it. listener, mailbag, Mike, no stories off the rip. We just got to get to the questions, man. We are behind. Yeah.
1: We're going to get to April, though, here. Okay. This one, hopefully.
0: We're getting to April. Exciting stuff. Let's do it. Starting with Sticky Nunchucks. What are you guys' first memories of watching the NFL draft as a child? As a Packer fan, I was eight years old when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and I remember crying my eyes out and throwing a temper tantrum about them replacing Brett Favre. Similar to how I cried as a 23 year old after they drafted Jordan Love. Were you guys were you guys this nerdy about the draft at a young age? I was. Yes, that I
1: absolutely love the NFL draft. First one I remember watching and like being invested in. 01, Mike Vick. LT, the trade uh, down, or the trade up, I guess, to go get him. And then, obviously, San Diego, then getting Drew Brees. And that one, Packers grabbing fucking Jamal Reynolds. What an awful pick. That's a bad stretch of drafts there. Then the first year I ended up getting a draft guide was 2002. Uh, that was the year uh, that the Packers, who the Packers take at that year's draft? They drafted Javon Walker i had a jaywalk shirt grow, sweatshirt growing up he was a awesome. jaywalk he was so good dude <laughs> javon walker prime was awesome that and that year i had draft guide first year i had a draft guide i remember like thinking quentin jammer i remember reading like his thing he went fifth overall that year of the charge i'm like this guy's gonna be awesome his name's fucking jammer how can he not be the bomb at cornerback now i was led astray he ended up sucking nuts in the nfl It happens. But I used to get then draft guides every year. My birthday is April 27th, so I used to get draft guides for my birthday right before the draft every year. Go right through it. Now would make a
0: That is pretty sick, man. Uh, My first draft where I really was paying attention was the um, 2004 draft when the Las Vegas Raiders, or I guess formerly the Oakland Raiders, drafted uh, Robert Gallery. Gallery. the Gallery draft, I was like, dude, this guy is a – Ten-year starter. Dude, yeah. Ten-year starter. He's a ten-year starter. Six-foot-seven, 325. I was like, I'm in. I am all – And then I think the next so the next um, draft where I really would so that was 2004 and I don't think I was like studying the draft until 2007 and you know that draft for the Raiders fans Jamarcus Russell, number one overall. And then it was like the Darren McFadden draft, the Darius Hayward Bay draft, where we took him over Michael Crabtree and Jeremy Macklin. So I definitely remember those are the, the the Russell draft was the first one. I was like, okay, this is who we're going to take dad. I'm I'm thinking this guy, this guy, I think he's got the big arm. He could throw 40 yards on his knees. This is going to be our guy. And I remember just obviously I had season tickets when Jamarcus Russell was first drafted to the Raiders Mm -hmm. and he had that big holdout. That was when rookie contracts weren't fixed. And, um, they were they're holding out and they were starting Kerry Collins, a combination of Kerry Collins and I think um who's the other quarterback? Like Walker or something. I don't remember his name or whatever it was, but it was um it was rough, dude. It was going rough. back
1: and wa- looking at the 04 draft goes Eli Manning. Then obviously to the charges you got traded. Then Robert Gallery. <laughs> Robert Gallery, number two overall, then Larry Fitzgerald, Phillip Rivers, Sean Taylor. That's your top five. You passed on Robert, you passed on Lear Fitzgerald, Philip Rivers, Sean Taylor for Robert Effing Gallery, Roethlisberger obviously seen that draft. But
0: do you remember the pre-draft analysis for yeah. Robert Gallery? I mean, I mean everyone, sure yeah, dude, everyone was like, "This is the next coming of, you know, you pick your favorite future Hall of Fame offensive lineman." Yeah, like that's who it was. Um, I'm trying to look up who the quarterbacks were for the Raiders that season, who were starting ahead of. Um, jamarcus oh it was andrew walter Matt walker okay, andrew, yeah, andrew walter, walter and like and they, they were starting ahead of jamarcus and then i remember Ra- jamarcus russell's first pass in the oakland coliseum he completes like a seven or 17 yard like outs like ronald curry and everyone just lost it the i don't think the stadium has been louder since it was legitimately <laughs> like it's crazy to think that as bad as as big of a jamarcus russell has become as big of a joke jamarcus russell has become mm-hmm. The fans were so excited for Jamarcus Russell at one point. There were Russell chants in Oakland Coliseum when Andrew Walter was out there shitting the bed. Ronald Curry, man. He played basketball in North Carolina. Him
1: and Julius Peppers. There's a clip of the oh, Ronald really? Curry throwing an oop to Julius Peppers. Wow.
0: Crazy stuff. That was a cool throwback to start. Um, all right. This is from Jameson Schumacher. It's shoemaker. I apologize. Gosh, dude, he <laughs> it, got you right. right it, off the it's top. shoemaker. And why does Mike look like he just shaved his legs and is on the way to send his food back on the first date all the time? And he got you too, Mike. Shave my legs. I'm just a
1: naturally hairless human being. It doesn't. It doesn't come in here. I agree with the last in.
0: comment, though. Have you ever sent food back at a restaurant?
1: I never sent food. back. I have PTSD. I hope my mom's listening. She used to send food back all the time when I was a kid, and it made me so embarrassed that I can't. I refuse. I'll just eat dog shit if
0: it's on my plate. Same. Your mom is definitely listening. When you guys go out, what are your drinks of choice for pregame, and then your then your drink to maintain once you're at uh, your given destination?
1: I, I don't feel like I have a difference. Um, Miller Light's the, the drink of choice. Um, yeah, usually. And if, if Miller Light, if I'm doing any, like at a bar or anything, because like you order a White Claw, you're like, oh, what flavors you got? And you have to do that whole yeah, song yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. That's annoying. But if I'm outside and it's like summertime, I'll drink a White Claw.
0: Definitely think Miller Light's the the drink of choice. I also yeah. like a good uh, vodka tonic, gin and tonic if you're trying to send it. If you didn't drink all day. Okay. But usually yeah, when we hit the bars off. on Saturdays, it's usually like you've been starting since like one o'clock. Um, did, did I tell you on Twitter? So I tweeted that uh, thing about you, White Claw Surge, turning you into Johnny Manziel. Yeah. PBR it very, responded. It was very unfortunate. What did the PBR say? PBR has their there. own, and it's yeah. called PBR Surge. <laughs> PBR Surge is 8% alcohol. It's a seltzer. I swear. It's called the same exact It's, same it's thing. called the same exact thing. There's no way it's yeah, called I dude, just looked at PBR Surge. It's not even a thing. Dude, go to my Twitter and look PBR at it. PBR Seltzer. Dude, it's
1: definitely a thing. PBR Strong Seltzer, Stronger Seltzer.
0: They They just came out with it a couple days ago. Okay, I'm telling you it's true. Twitter. I'm telling you it's true. Maybe we should try it on the pod. We I have to try it on the pod. PBR Surge. Good, if they is. want to sponsor us, I will drink PBR Surge all weekend. Doesn't matter. Or weekend. That doesn't even make any sense. I'll drink it all year. All right. Uh, second question. What is the absolute best way to maximize Justin Herbert's potential and build the offense to his strengths?
1: You just can't let that offensive line go. That has been your death knell. I mean, that was what? Just like Phillip Rivers every 3 p.m. game for the last decade. Just under gobs of pressure until he just couldn't take it anymore. You can't ha- can't let that happen. It's like it wasn't fixed last year. Obviously, injury is always a factor, but like injuries, seemingly you're the Chargers offensive line. You're gonna get hurt. That's just how it goes there. So you cannot like can't stop
0: drafting offensive linemen just because you signed a few in free agency. Fair enough. All right, third question from Shoemaker. What is your opinion on Steve's take of trying Derwin at outside corner? He did clamp Keenan pretty hard in hard knocks. I I don't hate it,
1: honestly. I, I think he could be awesome there. Now, it's like he's already awesome at what he does, though. I, I think the outside corner would be more valuable if he could be the guy that tracks for you, if that's, like, what he could do. And especially in, like, Brandon Staley's defense, kind of the safeties there really do play deep, and they don't add on to the run game. So I'm not sure that he's going to all of a sudden... You know, Derwin's... That's kind of gonna nix a lot of his value. Like they don't blitz their safeties, they're not around the line of scrimmage in that defense. So That's a good point. For them, I could see it. Like I I I'd give it a shot if I were them. That'd be wild. Especially if it's just like they like said, if your other option is him just playing back and like super off and not adding on to the run game and just being like this like zone deep defender. Yeah, I'd rather ha- I'd rather have him on the outside playing corner. Alrighty. This is from okay, PBR is called the stronger seltzer. They just they said did someone say surge because they're roasting the surge. They're
0: Oh, they're roasting it? Yeah. Okay. Well I was they confused. Got a better one. Fair enough. Apparently. All right. This is from Koala. We'll do a taste test in the pod. Deal. Yeah. This is from Koala Swala. I've been a listener for a while and I've been trying to get a Browns question. The question is who would you guys feel would be great wide receiver option for the Browns on day two?
1: We say Damian Brown for everybody. So Damian Brown. But Honestly, someone – I go back and forth in this because they really don't have anyone with big size there necessarily in their receiving core. But they also don't have someone with, like, legit speed outside of Odell. So I go back and forth. I'll just say Josh Palmer is my guy in the third round. Tennessee wide receiver. He's got a little bit of both. Go get Josh Palmer. I think
0: Josh Palmer third or fourth would be pretty, pretty nice. Um, Let's go ahead and jump now to – ADFG, a bunch of other letters after that. Not sure if you're still doing mailbags. We are. What are your thoughts on Malik Willis, 2022 quarterback from Liberty? The dude with the hose. We talked about him. (laughs) He's got a
1: hose. He's got an absolute rocket ship arm. He's not even that big, but just, you could sling it. Now, the rest of it, work in progress. We'll see. But He's got a good he's got a hose.
0: That's that's what matters, man. And if you're going to play for Liberty and you got that, you got to be like the best quarterback at, at Liberty's ever seen. You know, if you want to be considered one of the top 22, 2022 quarterbacks, I think people have asked me a ton about Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. It's like there are some tools there. There is some athleticism, some rushing ability. Why aren't you the best quarterback in the group of five? You know, if you want to get talked about as a first-rounder, because some people are mocking him in the top 10 next year. I know people are doing way too early 2022 mocks, but, like, we have not seen – I mean, he's been a top three, top five quarterback in the AAC. I push back on the
1: way too early moniker, by the way. It's not way too early. It's the fucking NFL draft. I can do whatever I want. Wow. Okay, keep going.
0: All right. Anyway, um, this is from gofins 21 Also, no, my question. How secretive are NFL front offices actually? They have to be sharing some inside information to get some of the deals done, right? Or are they actually Fort Knox? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, we kind of like Schrager kind of
1: talked about this yesterday. Like you deal... Give information to one person to get it to the other and you only give out information like if you want information it's like a bartering process so if you really are if there's a really big decision or really something massive on the horizon you're not going to tell hugh jackson basically you know, you'll think back to the baker mayfield who they were going to take they didn't tell Hugh until the day before the draft and then all of a sudden everyone knew that hugh, that the, the browns are about to draft baker mayfield that's what you do if you're a front office and there's like a big decision on the horizon something like that
0: that's incredible imagine the front office not trusting you enough to tell you until the day before the draft yeah that's awful
1: but like if you hear you know what was the the carson wentz trade rumors you like heard bears are offering whatever xxyz it's to try to like drum up interest yeah they're putting that out there to try to drum up interest it's not just like oh oops that leaked out there how'd that happen it's like no, they want that.
0: Dude, what Schrager was saying about Schefter, how Schefter will just like be wheeling and dealing out there, man. He's yeah. just, uh, it's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and get to T. Boogie Nine with the Dolphins. Is with the Dolphins moving back, and it looking like there could be four quarterbacks taken before the Bengals pick, and Joe Burrow pounding the table for Jamar Chase. Should the Bengals pick Sewell or Chase, or I think you meant the Dolphins there? Should the or does no? He, okay, maybe it does mean the Bengals. Yeah. Should the Bengals take Sewell or Jamar Chase? And how did you guys get hooked on smelling salts? Ooh, this is, I think,
1: I'm trying to debate here. This might officially be the question of the offseason because we got another guy here, G-R-M-B. Uh, it sounds like your dad's name. Uh, but he said, <laughs> should the Bengals take Shamar Chase in the first and get an O-line in the second or take Penny Sewell yeah. and hope to get a wide receiver lane in the draft? And this is the million-dollar question. It's the,
2: it's the biggest question in Cincinnati right now. Cincinnati sports Like history. Bengals Twitter, that's all it is. It's just Chase versus – are you team Chase or are you team Sewell? Yeah. There's a few Kyle, uh Team Pitts fans.
1: And it's I'm just – I think you can go wrong here, man. Mm-hmm. Because one, deep O-line class, deep wide receiver class. You draft the wide receiver five, you get a good O-line in second. You draft the O-line at five, you get a good wide receiver in second.
0: What's your opinion of – Anthony Tresh said this recently – that Jamar Chase's ceiling, his ceiling projection – oh. His high end, what he could be, yeah, is better than Panay Sewell's ceiling, what he could be, more valuable to wins. Yeah, uh, more valuable. Yeah, possibly. more valuable to wins. I think it is. Uh, if you get Jamar Chase's ceiling, if you could pretend both of them are going to be as good as anyone thinks they could be,
2: I'd rather have Jamar Chase. I think he's more valuable. That's what our data says too. A top ten wide receiver is more valuable than a top ten tackle.
0: I mean, it's also what the you saw John Ledyard yesterday, a pewter report talking about that defensive line coach said you just. No donkeys on the offensive line. You know, you just yeah. as long as you don't have it's, losers. It's very true. And it, it's a weak link thing. Even Mitchell Schwartz chimed in on that conversation. He said you really you need a good left tackle and then you need good linemen after that. Like I think getting that great offensive tackle obviously is Panay Sewell here. Say but why those. not why isn't that Jonah Williams, but former first round pick? He's fine.
1: I, I just think that two tackles. Two tackles to me makes an offensive line. You can find guard centers fairly easily. You can't find tackles easily is the problem. It's like no weak link, like don't have a weak link. Especially not a tackle. But it's like, okay, we'll go, there's only like 25 good tackles in the league. Maybe less. Yeah. And that's between left and right. Mm -hmm. So. And you don't think they have two of them right now? I mean, God, like Riley Reef in his early thirties, you were relying on that. That's like, that's what you're relying on. I mean, there's a reason he got signed for like. If you
0: aren't confident Riley Reef is a top 20. But then it's also not even
1: like a this year decision. Also, it's like, the Next decade, and then the thing about tackles is you don't just go sign one, don't you? Don't go find one on free agency. You're not just too like, expensive, oh, shit. and
0: they
2: often get tagged.
1: Yes, they like teams don't let them go because they're like again, there's 25 good ones.
2: Uh, that's actually not true. The Bengals let Andrew Whitworth go. You forget, talking about you, forget. you, forget. you yeah.
0: forget. All right, let's get out of this question. I would lean Jamar Chase, but I don't think I agree with you, Mike, that you can't go wrong. Go wrong. All right. MJW 0596. Not going to lie, free draft guide won me over. But I'd also like to know what will be the best way to follow you guys come draft night. Looking forward to some live rapid reactions and first round shenanigans. How do they follow us, Austin? Follow us live on YouTube, Twitter, or PFF.com. We're going to be streaming live all seven rounds, all three days, and a fourth day recap show. We're going to go for five hours day one. They're making me like,
1: earn my paycheck this year. God damn. It's
0: going to be nuts, dude. Five hours day one, like six hours day two. Day I'm three so is going to be a fucking slaughter. Like that, We're going to be on for like seven hours on day three. And, and we're going to be doing live podcasting the week prior, days after. It's going to be a riot. If you want to be watching Mike and myself for those days, you'll be able to find it. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be awesome. We're excited about it. I love this shit. And it's going to be shit, sick. dude. It's going to be so sick. All right. This is from George Orr 421. Hi, big Jets fan and wondering if you would still take wide receiver at twenty-three, even after large investments this offseason. I love Bateman as a prospect, but interior offensive line and corner are bigger needs right now. Would you pass up on Bateman for someone further down on your big board at either interior offensive line or corner?
1: You're you're not in a position to be need chasing, in my opinion. If you're the Jets. Now, I think at twenty-three. You can go O line, and I'm just interior o- line. You can go OT. You can go like take advantage of, like I said, I kept saying, take advantage of these strong classes that like are gonna push guys down the board. Kind of like you know the Justin Jefferson last year. You don't find that guy at 23 in every other draft, but because there's a lot of wide receivers, you can find that guy there. So if Bateman's at 23, you don't find that guy at 23. If Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Jamar Chase don't exist. And
0: Kadarius Tony. I mean, Traeger talked yeah. about how he'd yeah. go in the top 15. So don't you're
1: just not, you need, you need to find valuable positions.
0: So I don't. do think 23 is a decent spot for Elijah Vera Tucker to come off the board. Because I've been thinking about where is Elijah Vera Tucker going to come off the off board. Earlier. Really? <laughs> I bet the Vikings drafted him to be honest. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, I, I do think that... So what, can we have a little conversation about Elijah Vera Tucker? Because it's interesting. We haven't talked about him sure. a ton. Yeah. We've kind of just like, he's good, and everyone agrees he's good, and that's it. Yeah. But I think the, the only way the conversation differs is when you start to consider positional value. Because if you consider him like the best interior offensive lineman in this class, a lot of traditional draft analysts and scouts say, okay, that's a top 10, top 15 type of pick. But he's going to be coming off the board in our mock drafts, closer to the back end of the first, top of the second... Because it's just so difficult when you consider positional value trying to invest in that guard position.
1: Yeah, but he is very good. Like, he's going to be, like, an above-average guard day one, I'd say.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So,
1: like, if you, again, took positional value out of the equation, top 12 player, top 15 Mm -hmm. player in this class easily.
0: I saw someone, I think it was Robert Mays of The Ringer, who's a great follow on Twitter, by the way. He said on the pod, best thing I've said about him is that you're gonna pick him. He's gonna start for 10 years, and you're not gonna to have to worry about that spot for 10 years. Yeah. And I said, okay. I thought I was like, yeah, that's true. How valuable is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, not. I don't want to pick in the first round some guy I don't have to worry about for 10 years. I want a guy that everyone has to worry about for 10 years. I want. I want. I on Quote. I want. I want someone who's a monster. I want someone who's gonna change the game. You know, especially with these first round picks. And hmm. we've talked about this too much. And I'm, I apologize. I'm gonna to apologize to listeners. But the highest paid guard in the NFL doesn't make as much as Trey Hendrickson. Okay, like that's the the issue. Like if you want the best guard in the NFL, you can go pay him and not pay Trey Hendrickson. If you want the best offensive tackle or wide receiver or edge rusher, you're going to have to draft him and keep him in-house because those guys don't leave.
1: Yeah, guards hit the market. Yes. Tackles don't.
0: Dude, the Raiders cut Gabe Jackson, and he signed like a three-year deal. I mean, like like with the Seahawks. Yeah, I
1: would always like – I would recommend – And talk about a position – Guard center guard to literally just be either guys you drafted in the third round or later or – Free veteran free agents
0: right and especially tackle converts you're telling me i can get yeah. alex leatherwood to kick inside the guard in round two like i will thank you i will yeah. and the other thing too is that um talk about a position you don't need to be elite at you know being elite at guard is not going to take anywhere as good you could have quentin nelson tell it to Wyatt. i i'm sorry i'm sorry regardless regardless i'm going to end my rant here elijah vera tucker very good player probably goes inside the top 20 yeah i'm going to chase the ceiling a little bit hotter though i'm going to try and i'm going to swing a bigger bat there i'm going to yeah. swing a bigger bat all right. Hey, it's Justin Al Shafi. That's this guy's name. What's up, Justin? Uh guys, I'm a huge fan. I want to touch base because by the time this is read, it may be post draft. <laughs> I'm hoping we secure Panasol. No faith. I'm hoping we so this is for the Falcons. Yeah. I'm hoping we secure Panasil or trade back and grab Sertan. Opinions.
1: Trade back just too much too much juice to squeeze there. Mm-hmm. You just got you you can change your franchise with the trade back. One of those guys great. But you can get if you're gonna I'm guessing now. Obviously, I don't know what teams are offering or will be offering. But you can get a future first-rounder. You can go down to nine and get a future first-rounder. I would bet someone's going to want that for either yeah. Lance Fields, whoever's there for. Trade back to nine and get a future first-rounder. You could trade back and probably get even more than that. And that's how you change your franchise is getting multiple years of multiple good players that are cheap.
0: And, and if you're trying to win with Matt Ryan right now, I argue that trading back, getting a future first round or maybe a future first and a future second and getting Patrick Sertan at nine and yeah. then leveraging those two first round picks in 2021 is that last shot with Matt Ryan is, is probably the move. That's better for your football And team. I will also say and something that doesn't really get talked about,
1: honestly, ever. I can never hear it talked about. But the rookie wage scale, it is still a skewed high at the top. So if you're picking at four, you're going to pay the guy half as much that you're, or twice as much that you're paying yeah. at nine. If you move down to nine mm-hmm. so that that used to matter before the cba uh limited rookies uh wages when it was like matt stafford you're paying on like a top 10 quarterback right off the rip did russell making 60 million guaranteed off the rip yeah it's absurd but that used to be a much bigger deal but it, it still kind of is like if you're gonna draft a position you're gonna draft Kyle Pitts. you're gonna be paying Kyle Pitts a lot for like comparative tight ends you're not saving if you're compared to like if you draft a corner at nine he becomes really good so i'm just it's something to think about. Not going to drive that whole decision altogether, though.
0: Next question here is from Kyle Bratzel. Some mainstream media outlets love matching a player who is a position of need with a team. Question, what are some player scheme fits you would hate in the first round?
1: I, I think I hate JC Horn to the Cardinals. I just don't think it fits Van Joseph. Steve. I would not love that. Uh, Asante Samuel to the Jets we touched on or Asante Samuel to any of like the press man or like the press three teams. That would also be like Chiefs um jeremiah was Cormo to the raiders i don't like that fit i i think he would just be he would be neutered in gus Bradley, right? Gus Bradley's defense you uh, you'd,
0: unless he plays the derwin james role
1: right well he would be box and safety but jonathan abrams yeah true, true like you want jonathan abrams there
0: and you can't bench nick wikowski <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do there?
1: uh and then the moore brothers any of the smaller slaughter receivers to the ravens i just don't like that fit
0: and the reason for that obviously is that lamar jackson Accuracy. I mean, you talked about them needing big body. The way
1: body. he throws over the middle of the field, it's not. He throws like behind linebackers. You need you need bigger catch radius with him. And also, you have Devin Duvernay, who's like Devin Duvernay and uh, Hollywood Brown are both like five eleven. You get by on a receiving core of all shrimps is going to be tough.
0: Uh, another one I'll add to that is any running back to the Steelers at twenty four. Is a, is a fit that I don't like. Yeah. You got to go it, off the not, tackle there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is from Mel Gwan, the Don 17 Hey, guys, maybe a question you don't think about often, but why do you think Josh Dotson didn't turn out to be good in the pros? He graded really well for PFF at yeah. TCU. I mean, I was he had a fan. Much, yeah. I was a fan. And remember, he had some absurdly high PFF grade before he got a draft. He did. You're yeah. right. So he was kind of what you
1: worry about with age related production. And also, he was skinny. So he was 23 when he came out. Didn't have a big year until his last year at TCU after he had, I think he started at Wyoming, transferred to TCU. And then you're like, the guys who come on early, all of a sudden you're the adult playing against kids in the Big 12. And that offense, that was so much fun to watch that with him and Trayvon Boykin. They were slinging it. And he was a good athlete, but it was, again, he was a guy who was skinny, not getting pressed in the Big 12. And then, you get to the nfl and all of a sudden like those contested catches that you're making over 180 pound corners you're not making over guys who are the exact same size as you and i think that was dox's biggest issue just playing through contact
0: fair enough all right another tcu guy we liked a lot was pj dawson we talked about pj all the time
2: we yeah do. his problem was not so much on the field
1: yeah that guy was a
2: monster i miss him all right, this is from Shave that
0: squirrel on your face. God damn it! That being said, I want the Browns. he
1: literally just create an Apple account just to, to demolish you, just I respect to put you it. in an early grave. I respect it. I, I have, I love it. That's early nice. grave.
0: I'm rising out of that. <laughs> that being said, I want the Browns to draft JOK, and I'm pretty certain he won't be there at 26. We have had multiple Zoom interviews with J.C. Horn, but I doubt he will be available mm-hmm. either. With Farley probably dropping, with Troy Hill under contract, Ward and Greedy. Do you think the Browns take an edge or think they shoot their shot on Zayvon Collins? Personally, I think if we can get JOK at 26, if we can't get JOK at 26, we should go edge, then grab Jabril Cox or Jamin Davis in the second.
1: Jamin feels like this year is Jordan Brooks. That guy's going to just like go to someone in the first. Now he's, sadly, the Seattle Seahawks aren't in the first round this year. So that would have been an ideal fit, obviously, with them just eschewing whatever they need. Uh, I really don't, the Browns, Master class free agency this offseason. My humble opinion. I tweeted this yesterday. That was, like, they filled every need they had It Defe- defense. Didn't pay a lot of money. Only one real long-term contract in the John, J- John Johnson deal. That's
0: only three years.
1: Yeah. Like, one that they're really stuck into for those three years. That's good business, man. That Like, that's how you do it. And now you go to the draft. You got 26. You don't know how the hell the board's going to play out. And you don't have to force... Billy Price into your offensive line if you really sorry had to do it but you don't have to force anything so I I do think they're in a really good spot to just I don't think it's gonna be linebacker now even though that's probably maybe like the weakest spot I I think they're in a good spot to even like address corner if or even move up for a corner if they like one of those corners so
0: I also like I like corner edge tackle you know me you know me (laughs)
1: Biggest need, every team, corner, edge, tackle, it's True, It's true. It's true. Tell me it's not. No, I do. Uh, cornerback is my thing where it's just like three guys play. Who who has three good corners? None. Who has three good corners? How many teams have three good corners? Until you have three good corners, then come back and talk to me about it being a need. Fair. Or not being a need.
0: Fair. All right. This is from
1: Dusty Dust. I think the Ravens have three good corners. There's some teams that do. But, the Bucks. Yeah, box up.
2: Bengals have like six average, decent corners. <laughs> that kind of makes three good corners.
1: If they if they get Drake Kirkpatrick back, they'll they'll have the average
0: corner stable. Yikes! This is from Dusty Dust on the Rusty Bus. <laughs> I love that. At sixteen, if any of the big three wide receivers fall, or any of the big three corners fall, what would your selection be? Thanks for the input. I think the big three wide receivers, one of them. Uh, I just think they're
1: better, respectively, at their positions. So like. The, the, all three of the wide receivers on our board. Obviously, we just talked about we love cornerback value. All three of the wide receivers are above the top cornerback in our board. So, there. Give Cliff we another get. weapon to just completely abolish. All right. And uh, Schrager had Devontae Smith fall into 16. So, very true. Stranger
0: Things. Should see things. Tony going there. Oof. If the NFL is as high on Tony as Schrager was saying, that, Tony's interesting there. They d- wouldn't use them
1: right at all. Cause...
0: That'd be a sad, sad state of affairs. All right, this is from. They C. They plug Smith. them at right wide receiver. Yeah, they would. <laughs> this is from C. Smith. If you could fall, be a fly on the wall in the Chiefs' war room on draft day, what prospects do you think are on the top their top list come pick thirty one? And who does Brett Veach and Andy Reid ultimately go with? I bet they just have like a tackle draft board.
1: They don't have another. They don't have other players in this draft board. It's just offensive tackles. I would. I would imagine. I couldn't fathom them going anywhere other than tackle with Lucas Niang and God knows what else that they're doing. They resend Remmers, I think. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. But, no, I, that's what it's got to be. Probably who they're praying for. I'm not I'm not sure any of, like, the real blue-chip guys' fault. Like, Sewell, Slater, Derisaw, I don't think are making it there. It's, that's not going to happen. You, you might see them move up. If they really, one of them's like available, like twenty-one, something like that. But I think the more realistic, Cosme Tevin Jenkins
0: are probably where, starting to be real. I saw Dame Brugler had a seven-round mock draft for the Athletic recently. He had Sam Cosme falling all the way down in the forties. I just man, I just can't imagine the Kansas City Chiefs passing on Cosme. Like Cosme, well, is who, do, who do you have them drafting? Do you have them drafting another tackle? I don't know if he did or not. That's on me. I don't think he did though. I'm gonna go look it up. Watch the PFF NFL Draft Show live on PFF.com starting the April 29th, covering every round with live reaction and analysis from Chris Collinsworth, PFF's team of draft analysts, myself, Mike Renner, Eric Eager, Sam Monson, Steve Palazzolo, guest appearances from Richard Sherman, Al Michaels, Darius Butler should be quite the time. Definitely go to every single round. We're going to do every single round on PFF.com. And before you do... Go get the latest draft guide. 2021 NFL Draft Guide is finally out. 300 player profiles. Subscribe to PFF Edge or Elite to get access. Subscribe to PFF's Elite Annual Subscription using promo code ACTION to receive a year of Elite Subscription Access and one year, 365 days, of Action Pro Subscription Access for just $199.99. Action Pro is Action Network's premium subscription, offering tailor-made to make avid and new betters better. This is a limited time offer that is currently only made available now through the end of the draft. This offer only applies to first-time Elite Annual Subscribers. In these uncertain times, life is full of questions, like when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these decisions may be, Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement and investments. Compensated endorser, products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, next question here. This is from Ryan from Chicago. What do you guys think the blue blood CFB schools are? I'm going to make people upset with this. But I wrote down my list.
1: Now, if I missed one, please help me out here. But in the Division One Independence, we have Notre Dame, Blue Blood. In the SEC, Alabama, LSU. Did you just
0: say Notre Dame and Blue Blood in the Independence? Yeah. Okay.
1: They are. All right. Are they not? I guess they are. They've they got the two history. Of the history. Last- I,
2: I hate Notre Dame, but they have like the – Four horsemen, or whatever the fuck you guys get all riled up about. Yeah, Notre Dame's a blue. I, They've I'll been to two that.
1: playoffs in a national championship in the last decade. That's a fucking blue blood if I've ever seen one. But, I mean, okay. If you're going to challenge me on Notre Dame being a blue blood, I'm not, have I'm not, not. Right I'm just, now. I'm laughing I'm just at saying.
0: that. I'm laughing that you brought up the independent.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, division I Uh SEC, we have Alabama, LSU, Florida, Georgia,
0: Auburn. Any others you'd like to? Kicking add? Auburn in there is interesting. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Don't want to ask title about. I mean, it's just Other crazy to have, have that many off. blue bloods in one conference. But yeah. No, yeah, I mean sure. that's that's the SEC. It's the SEC for you. Big Ten.
1: It's just Ohio State, and Michigan. Sorry, Penn State. I debated you. I, I don't see it. You're not gonna put Penn State as a blue blood? I don't think so. Man, that's brutal. I don't think so. Sadly, it's been it's been a while. Joe Pye. Oh my Joe god. I'm looking ahead.
0: Door. I'm looking ahead to your ACC.
1: ACC, Clemson, and FSU.
0: You Miami, Florida, how the might have fallen. I don't think they are anymore. That sucks.
1: It really is. It's just been too long, too yeah. much. No,
0: you're right. No, you're not wrong there. It's just Even sad. though I
1: included Michigan, which maybe I should not have. But they I, still they, draw on lines, the teeter. But they're still like fan base wise. Yeah, yeah. You know they and
0: recruiting wise. Yeah. I think blue, recruiting ranks is a good indication of blue blood. That's like a.
1: It's kind of the combination of both. It's like, do you have the fans? Do you have the history? And do can you still pull at this point in time? Like Texas, so Clemson-F is fleur State in the ACC. That's Texas in the Big 12 and Oklahoma. That's really it. I don't think you really make an argument for anyone. Oklahoma State, I think, wants to think of themselves as one. Mm-hmm. They're not.
0: Miami Miami still has the 12th best recruiting class of any team in the country this year. They recruit because of location and, like, they'll
1: always – but just the, the dubs ain't coming. Texas enough. A&M at
0: 7 in 2021. Not a blue blood. Texas
1: A&M. Yeah, I wouldn't call them blue blood either. Fair enough. All right. Um, And then Pac-12, you only got USC. That's it.
0: Yeah, USC recruits well, according to the latest rankings. They're eighth
1: right ahead of Notre Dame. USC's just got, you know, the branding.
0: Surprise ranking inside the top 20 here. Maryland. Maryland at 18
1: ahead of Tennessee. Yeah, interesting. Um, But yeah, like I said, I debated Washington, Texas A&M, Miami, Tennessee, Penn State. I just, not blue bloods to me. Fair enough.
0: All right, let's go to Ham Magic. I have a couple of Browns questions. They should go defense with their top two picks. First, do we need to trade up to go get a corner now that Horn and Newsom are climbing? Next, can we get Ronnie Perkins in the second, or and do you like him for us? Finally, what flat-out speed receiver can we find early in the third? I would not hate
1: a small jump for Greg Newsom, yes, but by all means. Um, I do think Perkins will probably be there in the second just with kind of this edge class being fairly deep and not great. So I think it'll be kind of like draft a little later. Um, speed receiver, I would have said Tyron Wallace, but he ran a 4.5 this pro day. Surprise, a little bit. I wasn't that surprised. I didn't see that speed on Tate. He was a track star. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, Amir Smith-Marset. Dwayne Eskridge, the Western, I Michigan. Western Michigan. I always get the directional Michigan. He's
0: also like 24.
1: 24, but he can fly. Amir Smith-Marset, same thing wide receiver, skinny, not going to be a whatever, do-it-all guy, but he can fly. So those two guys, if you look for speed, they got it.
0: Fair enough. All right, let's get to Cake Pants 5. How good does Jordan nice. Love need to be to justify the draft choice?
1: <sighs> this one's – I went back and forth on this one. I really don't hate the pick as much as like a lot of people hate the pick. It's quarterback. You're still like a – it's a high, high-variance lottery ticket that you bought but it's just like does it matter if he doesn't play that's like it's more what do you what's the plan for him in the future because you're like you don't want to get rid of Rodgers like I, I don't think even if he's good if it led to you leave parting ways with Rodgers or Rodgers like leaving in the next 3 or 4 years i don't think that's a good thing like Rodgers is what you are looking for at the quarterback position if it leads you not extending Rodgers that's a bad thing even if Jordan Love is good so i don't know This one, to justify it, that guy better be the quarterback. He better – Aaron Rodgers better hang it up in three years and he better be fucking good. That's – there you go. He better be good. I mean, that's
0: to to like – I mean, I think that's not the only way to justify it. I think that's the way for it to be like a good pick to justify I mean, you could also like move on from him for like a second or like a first yeah. or something. Like, but like at this point, like Aaron Rodgers is playing really good football. Like the I, timing of it was just wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and how similar of a situation is it? The Atlanta's in. Like, yeah. Like Atlanta's in, and people keep mocking quarterbacks to Atlanta. I just don't see it. Peter Schrager told us yesterday, he's like, I don't see the Atlanta Falcons taking a quarterback. And I agree with him, but there are others that still have, you know, Trey Lance or whoever going to. I mean, Dane Brugler of the Athletic has them going Trey Lance at four. Like, this I just, why? Yeah.
1: Why? And we said it with the Falcons. It's like, you draft a quarterback at four, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan in this next three years. Yes. You could if you, if you flip those into three impact players. But your roster's too bad to realistically say, to burn a valuable pick like that into smoke for the next three years, because yep. he's not going to play over Matt
0: Ryan. No, I agree. All right, this is from Chandler W. King. Mike, do you think? What do you think of Jerian? Oh, he said he
1: has the same glasses as us too.
0: Nice. Oh, I have the same glasses, you guys. Nice. Glasses guy. Love that, Mike. What do you think of Jerian Ely at Ole Miss? I think he's one of the most gifted runners I've seen. Love the show. Hot, hotty toddy, come to the sip.
1: He's sweet. He's real in space. Oh, I thought you were talking about
0: him. What does Hottie Toddy come to the sip?
1: That's what they come to the sip is what Lane Kiffin always tweets out. Oh, Do does he really? Lane? It's I'm mean, come to Mississippi, the sip. Oh, the uh, sip. high <laughs> ties are like roll tide equivalent. Um, it sucks. It's not that fast. <laughs> Hottie Toddy doesn't really, doesn't really get you going quite like a roll Keeps tide. Keeps him from
2: being a blue blow, that's for sure. <laughs> I bet Old Miss tailgate's pretty sick.
1: Though. No, absolutely. Oh, my brother lives in Jackson, Mississippi. Which, Let's make a play. Horrible town. Sorry, if any, our are from Jackson, Mississippi. That was one of the worst cities I've ever been to in America. It was just like. What made it so bad? Like, the roads weren't even. There was a road that was a 35 mile hour speed limit. You couldn't go 35 without blowing out your tires. Like, it was awful. Uh, Just like poorly kept. And there's just like not stuff to do. So, there's my little hate on Jackson, Mississippi. But apparently, Oxford and Ole Miss, E&D, my brother, goes there for games every year. Says, it's awesome. Said, we got to go down there. I'm interested. Maybe a tailgate tour. Yeah. It's not too far a drive. Um, but so, on Ealy, back to him, sophomore this past year. Been playing since true freshman year. He's a little small, he's 5'8", 190. Definitely also looks it like he's not. His lower half's like pretty s- skinny also. And so he's not gonna run through, but he man, he is shifty in space and like, very natural, like you said, gifted runner. Like he's a very, knows how to set guys up. Uh, I'm excited to see if he can like, pack on a little mass, get him a three down back status. Ooh. All right, like is, like a Michael Carter, is, you know, if he continues to get bigger.
0: This is from Matt Petey, best draft analyst you can find. After trading down, do you think it's still possible the Eagles are still in the market to draft a QB by possibly trading back up? Oh, he has more of this question. One, knowing what you know about Burrow. two wait, no, per- that might have just been a different one. Oh okay. Uh or was that?
1: I don't know. Someone asked that question. Right,
0: we'll get to that one next. All but right, what, I don't think the Eagles are in a quarterback at twelve.
1: I don't think they're going to trade up. I just don't. That would be a hell of a long con to get to get people off the scent. We're gonna get people off scent so much.
0: And they trade the oh, same dude, trade what? back with Miami. Oh, and it was all just a joke. It was all a ploy. That'd what if be they had? What if they
1: had the agreement prior where they said uh, cow pits comes off the board, it goes through. Cow pits doesn't come off the board, we flip back immediately.
0: That would be hot. Is that, that legal? Yeah, Ooh. that'd be nearly hottie toddy.
1: Okay, that Sorry. would be. it. <laughs>
0: I wonder if that's even legal. I want
1: mm, I Get Gaddel on the phone. Idea. So
0: far, we want Goodell on the pod. Is that legal? Can you do that? Can you have like trade clauses? That would be an ultimate. Just like, dude, can you imagine we're live oh. in studio when that happens? Oh, that'd be I love nuts. That's so much. Okay, all right.
1: I love that. All right, all right. So next question. This is two piece here. But I don't think it's. I. I don't think it's actually. No, no, no. I don't think <laughs> that's, that. that's a very
0: far fetched <laughs> idea. But I don't think the Eagles is going to be in the quarterback. Would be sick. All right. Knowing what you know about Burrow, Tua, and Herbert, where would you draft them if they were put back into this draft? Is Lawrence too much of a can't-miss prospect that he still wouldn't go one? Yeah, I'd still go Lawrence
1: one. Um, then I go Bur- Burrow two, and then I'm going to get hate for this, but I'd go Zach Wilson, then Justin Fields, and then Justin Herbert.
0: Oh, buddy. The Herbert shade never ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that just is where I'd go. Fair enough. Then Lance Jones
0: too. i I'd probably go Lawrence, Burrow, I don't know, man. I start to think about Herbert a little bit. I start to think about Herbert a little bit. I'd go Herbert over Wilson. I don't know. I think I'd go Herbert-Fields. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what i do. That would be tough. I mean, Herbert has to get into the conversation at some point. Going Fields and Wilson over Herbert would be nuts. All right, let's go to number two. I <laughs> If you were a team with a Super Bowl-worthy roster, would you give up all of your timeouts for the entire season to have a no-injury setting to turn on?
1: Yes. and if... Timeouts don't really matter if you're up every game. It, it, A
0: no injury setting would be hot. Yeah, I mean you don't. That's the death knell for. Also, so many imagine teams. imagine Come the play, play, play calling you could call it that. I mean, you just you could send dudes out hospital for, balls. Yeah, you could just <laughs> actually lose it. You know, you could call yeah. plays all the time. I mean, especially if, if the no injury also meant no pain, no soreness, no nothing. Like these guys are like invincible. So they're on Torral. Torral's back now. I'm in. I'm interested. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you ever play that video game back in the day, Blitz, Blitz. the League, where like if you got hit and like your leg broke, they'd like take them the sideline, shoot them up with steroids?
1: Oh no, I never saw Dude, that one. Was I sick. played the OG Blitz like so much. I was king of that. There's one play that's unstoppable. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Oh Here's no,
2: don't play. tell me. It's Please. called the bomb. Everybody knows that. That's, no, it's you not. Just it's U-TB no, you just roll, no, deep.
1: It's UTB deep. Stuff. No, You're just told totally to you,
2: you roll backwards and then you just, you jump and launch it deep.
1: No, but the bomb, it. Uh, it takes a guy off the route. You want UTB deeps so the one you want. I
0: trust. He knows Quinn. We'll have to get some blitz turnies here. G-T-B-D. All right, this is from Nicholas C underscore three. What would your thoughts be on the Bengals trading down, especially if the Falcons do do trade down to a QB needy team, but they get more value this way? Also, if they stay out of their current position, how would you rank Sewell, Pitts, and Chase for them, assuming they are still on the board? Dude, this question is gonna get asked a thousand times. I missed it. I do think if Atlanta trades down at QB, trades down, someone comes up ahead of them, and four QBs go in a row. I don't necessarily think that the ba- – how many teams are calling up to go get the fifth-best yeah, QB?
1: If, if four QBs go off, then they're screwed. Like I don't think they're going to get a tradeoff, or that's yeah. nice at that and point. That's
0: screwed, but I get what you're saying.
1: Uh, if you do, the lowest I'd go is to like Carolina, though, if you, know, if, if you really do get an offer for yeah. the fifth. I think if that want, happens – then if you go down to Carolina, you're going to get one of uh, – assuming Carolina would go up for a quarterback, maybe they wouldn't, but if someone is moving up for a quarterback, you would get
0: one of Pitts, Chase Sewell. I do think if all four quarterbacks go, if four quarterbacks go and they're sitting there at five, I think Pitts is the move. Interesting. What would you do? you take Sewell over Pitts? <sighs> Probably.
2: Man. The basic. Man. What if the four quarterbacks are Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Mac Jones? And, and then Trey Lance is still, still out, out there. Because I feel like if Lance is still out there, somebody's going to get desperate. Yeah. Yeah, They'll if Lance like, is oh, still out there. The, he's the only one left. I got to go get, get it. And then yeah. they get a haul. Yeah. yeah. Denver maybe?
1: Yeah. I, I, and you could even move back to nine. I mean, you still get Slater. if like one of those four. I'd be fine with that.
0: What would be a reach? So this is from J. Kelly 3. What would be a reach for the Packers at 29, knowing their tendencies to go for high-caliber athletes who don't necessarily have a lot of college production?
1: Oof. This would Carlos Basham, to me, is the one that, like, might happen. I'm scared of. Fits there. Just what they... Like, the 10-split, athletic dude, value position. But it's just he's... And obviously, like they haven't given a shit about needs, <laughs> on the draft board. Yeah. Um, which I don't hate, but he's not gonna see the field. Like, and then would also be like, I just don't see him as that worthy of that quite high a pick. Yeah, I don't think he's first round player. he's also not a complimentary of Rashawn Gary either. I got a lot of. Con- I got a lot of issues. Dude, you're just to like go. Th-
0: this is not even a scenario that's happening. You're just like, man, if they do this, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I it. mean, I, I
1: talk my. I, I have to emotionally accept it now okay. in case it does happen. Okay.
0: All right, this one's from... This is a long one. A little bit of a novel here. This is from Telesco Loves Getting Golden Dome. Nice. Side note. Oh, well. Side note. I ran into Renner at Kenwood Mall here in Cincy a little over a year ago right in front of Oakley Sunglasses Store. He was walking with a girl, but I was too much of a chicken to say hi and ask for a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Max, The
1: one that beat my ass.
0: Oh, the one that beat your ass. Yeah. You go to the mall with her? Uh,
1: Why did I go to the mall? Just getting yeah close i mean i why want to go to the mall i think it was. that yeah, sounds it was like but i do remember this i do remember going to the mall with her like a year and a half ago
0: going yeah. to the mall just sounds awful. yeah all right mike would you have stopped and taken a picture with a big fan would you have stopped and taken a picture with a big fan yeah
1: i mean someone asked for a picture not could I'll your ex, even you though i worked out a camera <laughs> yeah <it did. laughs>
0: Could She, she take a picture. Does she know how to hold the camera? All right. Um, anyways, it's obvious the Chargers need to draft an to tackle but with Sewell and Slater being off the board by 13, I'm not sure if Dara saw his good value. I was wondering with Farley's injury slide and Sertan off the board, is Horn a reach, and is he a good scheme fit for Staley's scheme? In addition, I believe the Chargers need to find a good 3-4 defensive end opposite of Jerry Tillery. What are some options for the Chargers early, in the early to mid rounds? I was hoping for a Chris Jones type, oh, same, of player Barmore, for example. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts between taking Horn, Barmore, or Derisaw at 13? Well-written question. And honestly, I wish you took a picture with this guy. Yeah,
1: we should have. Um, I do like Derisaw. It's like left tackle still in need there. I, I don't think Horn's a great scheme fit either. I, they just play a ton of off there. And he's a little out of control as a tackler. You need to tackle in that defense too. So, or Deersaw, I'm in. I'm in with both those guys. Now, I also do love a good 3 4 defensive end in the later rounds. Some of the guys I had highlighted in that mold Osa Diggizuwa is probably my favorite 3 4 defensive end in your classical 34 inch arms, 2 gap. He can do that. Marlon, uh, the UCLA defensive tackle. Marlon Tui Too, I'll also highlight as well, the USC defensive tackle, another guy. Ticks that box. Marvin Wilson too, right? I throw Marvin Wilson there too. Actually, yeah. um, what do that you might think be of his best play? He didn't mention this. That might be his best role. Honestly, Marvin Wilson, it's not. I don't think he's gonna be like a penetrator with that. With just that get off.
0: Yeah. Um, this is an interesting question from Telesco. Loves getting golden dome. I think the other thing I wanted to add is, what's your opinion of wide receiver at thirteen for Chargers? Ooh, like, wow, if if would if, if fun, yeah, that's what I'm saying, fact, I'm not against it. Like I like Guyton. Waddle. I like Waddle at 13. I like if Slater, you like Jalen Titan. <laughs> if, if Slater and Sewell are gone, I would probably lean Barmore or Waddle or Barmore or Smith. If Smith is falling as far as 16 in some of these mocks, I could be down. Yeah. Could be the move. All right. This is from I Am The Machine 99 with the recent tank in week 17 that ended up netting the Eagles at first round pick to move the six pick to 12. Do you see owners eventually voting on a draft lottery system? The NHL tried this after Edmonton had the first overall pick in four of six years with embarrassing results. The most needy teams have been bumped down year after year and borderline playoff teams jump eight to ten spots frequently. Would this increase competitive balance or punish the truly needy teams? I don't think they'll change. I just think, like, NFL is so conservative.
1: Yeah. In terms of, like, forward.
0: The problem is the NFL won't change. Why won't we start gaming the system then? I mean, I know some some teams uh, really uh, are. I
1: was going to say I could see it if you see some obvious. Mm Mm-hmm. The Jags were like borderline obvious this past season with what they did with Minshew. But I I, I really don't think unless you see, and then once you do, then it will be a conversation. Then I could feasibly see it. I still don't think it's going to be like. I have a good question after this. I think it would be like a small amount of teams, though. I don't think you'd do everyone that misses the playoffs, Mm -hmm. gets in the lottery like the NBA. It would probably be top three is like a jumble. You got to do it
0: what team currently projected to draft inside the top 5 you know some of the lowest ranked teams right now would, what 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 move could one of those teams make to ma- to make it obvious that they're tanking i mean like you bench Matt ryan <laughs> okay come on i mean i mean i mean i meant teams i meant teams that are projected to draft in the top oh, 5 in 2022 2022 so like houston detroit yeah i mean if detroit like bench golf, also like that would my take is if houston like obviously deshaun watson stuff i don't think he's playing this season and if he doesn't and they don't do anything about it. all right Terod Taylor though I don't know if he's t- can Terod Taylor tank that roster yeah I mean it's Trod
1: Taylor it's such a bad roster that fair fair I, I, I would mean, definitely Sean Watson went 4-12 with that roster fair and now it's worse yeah Uh,
2: you know who plays you know who's quarterback for the Texans Ryan Finley Dude, he got, he got them. 10, burrow they made shit. a
1: nice. They made the. They made the tank move. The classic tank move. You're <laughs> yeah. starting Ryan Finley. You want the number one. Yeah, one he
2: got Ryan Finley. Got the Bengals burrow, so he could do it again.
0: This guy had a couple more questions. Uh, which top 100 picks would make you cake your pants as a Titans fan?
1: I would love Elijah Moore in the first. Christian Barmore. I don't love the day two cornerbacks, but I do, would love the Aaron Robinson fit across from uh, Jackrabbit. So
0: there. Uh, and then last one here, any prospect have the potential to get a DUI and COVID in their first season as a Titan? The bar has been pretty, set pretty high by Isaiah Wilson. Um,
1: there are guys that I, I I won't name names yet, but there are probably guys that I
0: would have. Would make a play? Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be on Isaiah Wilson levels next year. But, yeah, season, no There's one's. There's just no way.
1: and No one's going to end up. If someone ends up on a hood of a car dancing in, in a, strip, a mall. strip mall somewhere in Mississippi. I'll be surprised.
0: At that point, it's Tennessee, though. At, that, at that point, it's on Tennessee for developing these. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, oh well, really? Um actually was it Florida? the, no, the no. other thing I'll add too is I, I tweeted this when he had that picture come out. Isaiah Wilson was just in a constant state of send. Once he got drafted, like he did not let up. The gas pedal was down.
1: Yeah. His you gotta like find out these guys' motives. His motive was to just get drafted. Yeah. Then he was out then he was that was it he oh, man. that he he succeeded in his goal
0: i just don't know how
2: that doesn't come out in the vetting process yeah i'm interested to know how that doesn't come out in the vetting process didn't he jump out a window too I was that know. when he was in college or was that was he he was at like a party and he jumped off a balcony i don't know then that guy flying through the air sounds scary as hell it looks like a meteor coming down
0: that would be nuts
1: he jumped from a second floor balcony to evade detection when Well, that was at the party he was at. To evade detection? Yeah, because he was at that party and didn't want to get cited for COVID, the COVID stuff. He jumped out of a window onto what? Jumped out of the second floor balcony. And landing on what? I mean, second floor, you can just land on the ground. I guess that's fair. He can? That probably...
0: Can you imagine that big of a human being jumping out of a fucking window?
2: Earthquake. What an athlete. Maybe somebody will pick him up. (laughs) I I actually kind of like that.
0: (laughs) All right. A couple more questions here, then we'll wrap up the bonus episode. We've kind of... Also, I just said, like, I didn't think about
1: this at the time, but... Miami had to be the worst place to sign him, just in terms of like where you're living. Miami or Vegas, if they signed him, do you think that guy's going to make it through his rec- like that year there without just sending it true. the night before a game till like 5 a.m.? It's very true. No. So, all right.
0: Hey true. guys, love the pod. This is from Broncos 13579. With the Broncos adding the secondary in free agency, adding to the secondary and free agency, do you think they should stay at nine and take the best available player or trade back to acquire more picks? The Drew Lock
1: discussion. Or what's the Drew Lock conversation? Is incredible to me. This guy was a second round pick. He has not played good football for a stretch of more than two games in his entire NFL career. You, you got to do better than Drew Locke. and if you don't, if you're not doing, if you're believing in Drew Lock, he's got to get so much fucking better for you to even come close to competing for a Super Bowl right now. And, like, the fact that people are just like, like, okay, we roll into year three of Drew Locke, a second-round pick again, mind you. Like, we talk about how many teams need or are desperate for quarterbacks. Every single team passed on him, including the Broncos. If you thought he was that good, they would draft him. Like, he's just – there are reasons why. And not saying he can't, but, my God, you got to do better than Drew Locke, Denver Broncos. And you have a good roster right
0: now. And, and you Go have an opportunity. Like, I would even <sighs> – I would trade a future first-round pick and a future third to go from nine to four yesterday to go get Fields or Lance. If Mac Jones falls and it's just Lance or Jones, it's it's a different conversation because I do think Fields is a, is a better caliber quarterback than Lance. I think the tiers for me are Lawrence, Wilson Fields, Lance in his own tier, and then Jones in his own tier. How do you view the tiers? Is Lance in that second tier for you? No, uh, yeah, I think Lance is his own tier. Which, again, it's like if, if – the San Francisco 49ers do pass on Mac Jones. Like You have every reason to go up and grab him. You're, you're the team closest now, with Carolina now buying into Sam Darnold. Detroit committing to the tank, most likely. Miami with Tua. Bengals with Burrow. You're the team most close to Atlanta. You'd have to go up the least compared to the other teams trading up. Why not? But Worst case scenario for you is that Drew Locke plays well, and you know, are in our playing fields. And then, I, again, I just don't know, man. I, I think this roster is good enough to go get a quarterback and, and win with you know a Fields or a Lance, go yeah. get one. Um, all right, yeah, this is from next one here Tyrell 321. Who are some players the Eagles should target with our second and third round picks? I feel like we've had this question like we, three a times. Bi- maybe a billion but
1: times, although I think some of them were defense folks. So I said I was going to give you offensive players here. That's what I okay, I think the inevitably now 12, it obviously depends what they do at 12. They feel like they'd be in the wide receiver market, but if they're not. I would grab which, whichever wide receiver inevitably falls to the second because there's just not enough landing spots for these guys, whether it's Kadarius Tony.
0: Terrace Marshall.
1: Terrace Marshall. If Terrace Marshall falls to him in second, I love Rondo that. Moore. Like, whatever one of those guys falls to you in second. I also don't think this would be a bad landing spot for Frymouth. Um, they run a lot well. shopping. I don't know what's ultimately going to happen with that. So that's those are your potential targets there.
0: This is from JDD Eloach3. Do you know if you guys – don't know if you'll guys get this before the draft. We did. If you happen to get to it. How do you compare That's and God. contrast Joe Burrow and Mac Jones? All right. So we've
1: talked about the tight window throws and whatever. Burrow is just like on another level with that and the difficulty in what he was doing. He's obviously, a, I think, a better athlete. Or at least better at making plays outside the pocket, getting outside the pocket. And the offense he ran at LSU was much more pro style than – what Alabama is, he was not. So yards gained through screens and RPOs, twenty-two percent of Mac Jones's yards, only ten percent of Joe Burrow's. So Mac Jones had more yards gained on RPOs and screens in a having gained over a thousand yards, fewer passing dropbacks under pressure, only eighteen percent for Mac Jones. Best offensive line in college football, maybe the best offensive line in college football in the last like three or four years. Probably was. LSU, they had some guys drafted. It was not a great off the line. Burrow was under pressure to 30.8% of the snaps. That's almost average for NFL level. I think the NFL averaged 33. So you saw him having to do what he's gonna have to do in the NFL. And he had an eighty one point six pass grade under pressure. Mac Jones only sixty seven, just wasn't under pressure that much. So you see Burrow high level elite defenses he's facing, pro style offense, and you're like, okay start to buy in that's real Mac Jones not necessarily pro style offense really only faced the lead like good defense once he got to the playoffs and then even then like the Ohio State team this year not even close to the defense that Ohio State was throwing out last year um, and just not under pressure like had an all day to throw there so
2: Joe Burrow's way cooler too he's the man and no
1: DUI
0: for
2: Joe Burrow fair enough
0: Fair enough. DUIs matter. All right, this is from PFF Draft, please. I would love for the Giants to draft a wide receiver or Pitts in the first round. Pitts would be a dream. But after signing it may maybe better to grab Slater if he's still available. If the Giants are able to grab Slater, what do you think they do with their second round pick? I would love Basham or Rousseau to fall so we could solidify the defensive line.
1: Rousseau would be interesting, actually. Um, I don't think Basham's a great fit with how they treat their edge guys there. Um, Osai is the one I've been saying. Oh, Osai's like the great fit. There in the second, and that's maybe a lot high based off of our board, but he's a freak athlete. That guy could fill that role better than a lot of these other guys could. Russo's the one who I, I'd be interested to see him in that defense, though, because he's, he's – I still feel like his athletic testing is still not a terrible athlete, even though, like, his cone shuttle were, like, aw- awful. But, like, his, he's still kind of got to get off, and there's, there's still some – he still is very young, so we'll see.
0: What do you think about them going double-dipping in the offensive line, potentially grabbing Slater and then another offensive lineman on day two? Another, like, garlic
1: like Creed Humphrey or something. Yeah. I don't hate it. The only thing is if they draft drafting Slater, like, he's already you're, – you're putting him on the interior. Mm-hmm. That's what I worry about drafting Slater at 11. Because Pierre – I think he's like a tackle only. I don't I don't know if you're throwing that guy in his guard. He's big as
0: hell. I saw a picture of yeah, him. He's
1: 6 foot 7.
0: I didn't realize how big that dude. I think he filled out a little bit more yeah. too. I saw a recent picture of him. He was training with Will Hernandez and I think some others. I and mean, he's like objectively larger than Will Hernandez. And Hernandez is not tall, but I'm saying like he's also like similarly width-wise. Like he's a fucking big ass dude.
1: Yeah, like a 6 foot 7 guy is just, you're not going to kick that guy inside guard. It's going to be tough for him. Um and then I, Andrew Thomas drafted fourth overall. You could tell the guy drafted fourth overall. Hey, Kicking you inside? Kicking you inside, buddy. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that, that's the tough thing with me is you're ready to dress one of the interior
0: positions. Last so. question here. Um, this is from Master10. Big fan of the pod and would love a draft guide. Question for you about my Giants, though. Would you want – oh, this is another 11 question, and yeah. that's my computer. Um, who would you want at 11? It's Devontae Smith who I want 11. Okay.
1: That's who I want at 11. I want the guy I know is – very good at wide receiver.
0: I don't think they should let Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton keep them from grabbing a receiver. Darius Slayton's just like, he was fun for a little
1: bit there. It's like, oh, okay, we got a little something in the fifth, but you didn't get a complete wide receiver. You by didn't
0: get means. anything near what Devontae Smith is. That's exactly. for sure. Like, exactly. Do you want to be starting Darius Slayton over Devontae Smith? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think there's a significant gap, maybe a gap that Giants fans don't see. I think you go Devontae Smith, and I loved, and I think I brought this up multiple times, I love what you said before Kenny Galladay even signed. With a team. You said, man, think about the Ravens as a fit. If he could kick in the slot there and work the middle of the field and that type of stuff, I do think that versatility for him is yeah, interesting. And it. Smith has that same versatility, like being able to do that with a combination of Shepard, Smith, Devontae Smith, and Kenny Galladay. I mean, talk about trying to prop up Daniel Jones for the season, trying to get him something. I think I like that a lot. That would be pretty sweet. And then grab offensive line on day two and day three. Go get, you know, a center and interior offensive lineman there. All right, that's going to do it for the bonus listener mailbag. Until next time, make sure you leave a podcast review. Five-star review, your question will get answered on the mailbag. We're going to get to them. We're going to get to them. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, Austin Gale, Mike Renner, producer David Safaro, producer Mike Quinn, 2 foreign drafts.